0: Welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host Tug Coker and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host Catherine While Coker. How you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. How are you? Really good. It's actually late at night. No, I was thinking Friday day. Taping this on Memorial Day weekend, we're kicking it off. We're done working. Done. Ready for the weekend. Yes. And we are drinking some wine here, one thirty, while our youngest, our two-year-old, is in a nap. So we're expecting him to hear us talking and then wake up and we'll have a two-year-old as a guest. And we also have some other guests today. Catherine, it's a big day for you.
1: I, I couldn't be happier. Right now, my dear Aunt Amy and her beautiful wife, Cindy, are right here with us. You've heard about them on the podcast and they are here in the flesh in our townhouse. Welcome, yeah. ladies. And we're delighted to be here So
2: happy to be here
0: We are pumped to have you here Catherine and I have talked about you both As, as you know, because you've listened to all of the episodes You've listened to 103 episodes And this is episode 104 It's 104, one, 104. of the long Four. finish I'll have you know, Cindy told me that she listens to all the episodes of the show Except the longer ones with some of the guests that she doesn't like So, But, but she's listening to herself at some point She's so going to listen to this you, you one you got to listen sure. to yourself Right? Mia culpa. <laughs> it's not a Mia culpa because we need you to go out there and plug the long finish. That's right. In Bloomington, Indiana, which is where you're traveling from. What what are you doing out here, folks?
3: We are on a month long road trip from the Midwest to Southern California while a kitchen makeover is happening and they turned the water and the Wi Fi off. So that spurred the trip.
0: Are they sending pictures to you so you kind of see what's going on? Indeed, we got more pictures this morning. How obsessive are you about this? I mean, do, do you feel any sort of angst about or anxiety about not being there? Me, as a person who is, I don't know, a little bit OCD about Meticulous. some things. Meticulous. Meticulous, yeah. yeah. If I if I was not there sort of overseeing the tiling, et cetera, I'd start to uh, scratch myself. But you all seem very comfortable you're, you're on a road trip it's amazing so who cares
3: we're being pretty zen about it we've used this contractor before for to build a small art studio for me when I retired so this is uh, hands off we'll just let them we picked out all the colors and have
1: told them you know run with the ball so if the faucet turns on when you get back you'll know it's a success
0: I mean, that's the basis of, of living right you just want things to work
1: yeah you just want it to It, you know I think plumbing is sort of like your car when you get in it you want it to go yep. when you turn on the tap you want water to come out <laughs> these are these are our basics
0: water, we're turning, turning some water into wine for the weekend here we are um katherine you and i discussed off air about what to drink with amy and cindy here this, a- amy this, is is your, your, your aunt is a is a beer lover yes and we'll talk about, more about that in a yes. second but you thought what's a sort of what's a nice wine that would please her pal
1: so amy and cindy for quite a while were in the Esther's Wine Club and would send me pictures of some of their favorites or let me know what they liked. And I came to understand Petnat or Sparklings were a hit. So I thought, oh, this will be really fun. I picked this wonderful wine from Sicily. It's the E. Suoli Spumante Natur 2018 Terra Siciliane. That means Sicily. From Italy. uh, Vintage 2018. Now, I've got some fun facts for you because I actually discovered in learning more about this wine that it is in fact not a pet mat, but it is a sparkling. So, I know. We'll get into that. And I know you're not going to believe this, but it is a rosé.
0: Oh. Yeah, this color is very interesting. We're going to post the the color, the label, etc. on our Instagram at the long finish. Be sure to check that out. But first like we do each week, and you ladies know this. We're going to recap what's going on in our world. You are basically our world this week. (laughs) You have not been here since uh, 2021. That's correct? Indeed. You had a chance now to see our boys in full form, full bloom. They are full of energy. Uh, But you also have have witnessed two uh, small boys grow up in your own lives as uh, nephews. But what's it like seeing these three kids?
2: Well, it does remind me of when my nephews, Logan and Ryan, were Three and five uh, in the fact of loudness, activity, hilarity. <laughs> I think there's more hilarity. And of course, there's one more, so that all adds. Your boys get along better than those who did in general.
0: All I heard was loudness. Yep. That's where it stopped. All I heard <laughs> was, I mean, all I heard was it volume. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I blacked out. Hilarity, that, so. hilarity, Hilar- yes, <laughs> hilarity. Yeah, because because we're, we're all drinking to get through the loudness. That's <laughs> that's why everything's so funny. Cindy, you have uh, been here enjoying the kids. We, we had a nice night out.
1: We did. Two nights
0: ago at Birdie G's, which is a lot of fun. We got to see Chef Jeremy Fox, spend some time with, with us. Got, got a little merch from... Uh, yeah, the, we're going
1: to need a picture of our picture um, of lots of ball mafia, mafia
0: hat. So shout out to Jeremy Fox, Jeff Fox, for uh, giving us a, a, an amazing night. But Cindy, yesterday you took the day off from our family. You called Catherine and said, the volume's not a problem, but we're also not coming over today. And you went to the um, Academy of Motion Pictures Museum, right? Which I've not been to.
3: How was it? We did. We thought we had seen all the major museums in the area from our prior trips to the South, uh, Southern California. And we hadn't seen this one. It only opened, what, a year and a half ago. And I was just in awe of all the behind the scenes things, the amazing exhibit celebrating black cinema very much sensitive to to inclusion in, in Hollywood and in, in the movies and uh, I was just blown away it was a wonderful wonderful day so uh, very very much happy to to have a day to do that
0: do they have anything from the Wizard of Oz there
3: well in the gift shop they had the the ruby slipper on sale I think it was um, probably several hundred dollars for a, a clutch purse of it
0: wow well, that happens to be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. So when the holidays come around, maybe you'll you'll think of me and, and give me that clutch <laughs> purse. So think about that. Um, but yeah, this has been a, a, a f- so much fun for our kids to to see you all. I know we see you over Zoom. Um, and we're so excited to have you on the podcast because we had such a fun time with my parents. Get together, break some bread, talk about some wine. Catherine, how's your week been going?
1: I, this is my week right here. With two of my favorite people and, you know, having coffee and wine and just catching up. It's been awesome.
0: Are you and Amy going to break off from this podcast and talk books? I mean, of all the book recommendations you've had on the podcast. I know this is not. I want to say 80% have probably come from Amy.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably. She's my main source. (laughs) Um, Well, Amy is a former librarian. I mean, this is a professional we're speaking with here.
0: I think of you as like a Forrest Gump. Uh, to some degree I mean your life has been so rich and you've had a lot of different journeys and uh, that's interesting so yeah. correct me if I'm wrong but you drove a bus uh, as well uh, was it was it a book related bus
2: yeah I drove a bookmobile it's a bookmobile yeah I drove a bookmobile which was s- super wonderful job I
0: think a book related bus is like the um, is like the tech version the, the Google but a bookmobile is much better oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> much better way to say it <laughs> yeah uh, where did the passion for books come from? I mean,
2: I just always read. Mom took us to the library when we were kids. I read in junior high, high school, just all the way through. And that actually is what led me to probably to be a librarian because where can I, you know, where can I be around books all the time and learn more? I have a college degree too, but I learn more from just my general reading all my life.
0: Now, you're able to sit current with some of these books, but do you ever go back into the past? Do you feel like there's any classic? Blind spots in your books? Like, oh man, I wish I, I never read that that classic. I want to get it in. Uh, You've read them all.
2: <laughs> yeah, <read> them. <laughs> I, I've not missed a one. No, I, I actually don't feel that way. <laughs> I actually don't feel that way, but I've enjoyed it. I listened to a podcast where he read a short story by Edith Wharton, which I found hilarious, and I enjoyed that, but I would not say, oh, Amy, you need to go back and read Edith Wharton. That's not kind of how I think.
0: <laughs> Have you read Moby Dick? Yeah. Should I read that?
2: Um, I'll tell, I'll give you the website that condenses <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> this podcast is going to turn into me like hitting you with classics, <laughs> and whether or not I should read it. What, War and Peace? Never. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not even the movie.
0: Wow. Okay. This is this is great. I'm actually learning this a lot. This is the good stuff. <laughs> this is the good stuff right here. Speaking of the good stuff, let's get into this wine, Catherine. Let's talk a little bit about the wine. And then, why you thought it was so good for Amy and Cindy to be drinking this wine on this podcast?
1: For sure. So this is the E. Suoli Spumante Brut Natur Rosado, rose sparkling wine. It's from Terra Siciliane. That's the IGT or IGP, sorry, of Sicily, and it's vintage 2018. So I got out the map box because Amy and Cindy have heard the podcast many, many times, and I talk about that, and they were like, "Wow, this is so neat." So I have this giant map of Italy here. I mean, I think a lot of people can kind of picture where Sicily is in their head, but it's the island. It's an island in the Mediterranean, and it's not too far off the toe of the boot in Italy. I mean, really on this map, it's super close, but it's changed hands over the years. Many times the Greeks, the Phoenicians, the Romans, the Italians, it's been you know, in many different hands. But the Sicilians really started making wine there as early as 4000 BC. So it's been going on a long time. And Sicily is hot right now. It is just like people want to drink Sicilian wines. Whites, Not just reds. temperature-wise, just, just like having a moment. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably moment. is getting warm. But yeah. yeah, it is really a great region. And I, I picked this, like I said, because I was thinking that you would like to have Pet And in fact, this is not a pet net, but it is sparkling wine. And I think it's fun because it is a rosé, but it certainly doesn't look like a rosé. It's golden color in the glass. So, I mean, if you saw this, you can look closely and see the bubbles.
0: What I think is interesting about this is actually our last episode was titled Orange is the New Rosé. This almost looks like orange wine. It I mean, does. So it's a it's a funny cl- it's a it funny does. discrepancy here because it pretty much looks orange to me.
1: So I think this is a great time to explain the difference between the two, which is not that far. If you have red grapes or dark skinned grapes, and they sit with the skin, the juice is macerated with the skin only for a short time, let's say an hour, four hours. You get a rosé because it's just a little bit of that pinky reddish color, right? Let's say you have grapes with a white skin, yellowy skin. You let them sit with the skins for a short time. You get some of that pigment and it ends up being what we call an orange wine or also a skin contact wine. It's just a short amount of time with those skins. So if it's a rosé, you know, it was made with red grapes or black grapes, it's the same thing. We use the same word. And if it's an orange wine, it's with white grapes. That makes sense? So this is a rosé because it was made with Norello Mascalese, which is the native grape on Mount Etna. It is the the major grape there. Now, sometimes it's blended with Norello Capucho, but this is Norello Mascalese 100%. The white on Mount Etna is Caricante. And Norello Mascalese, people are likening this to Burgundy, to Barolo, to Nebbiolo, to Pinot Noir because it can result in these really delicate but complex red wines. And this is a sparkling version. So it's surprising already. So what do you think? Hopefully I picked one that uh, is
3: okay for you. I think it's outstanding. I feel like I've come a long way from my teen years and growing up outside Boston where we all in high school were doing Boone's Farms because the drinking age was 18, of course. So we weren't really bending the rules, um, sort of bending the rules. So we've, we've come a ways and this is definitely a number one.
1: And what is it that you like or are coming to like about pet gnats or sparkling? Is it... Like how it feels going down or, I mean, what, because we had a sparkling the other night and, you know, I know that I just saw that your eyes lit up with that. I I have it too, so I'm just curious.
3: Well, I think I've heard you say that, you know, if you had to choose one wine for the rest of your life, that it would have to be the whites because it includes all the lovely bubbly uh, versions that are made. And that's where I come from. The texture, the taste, all of that's important. But uh, I definitely like... Well, I definitely like the fizzies. What, no what I really
0: like is that Amy has put her microphone down and is just leaning yep, back on the couch done. and guzzling she's this one. Yep, look, she's, <laughs> she doesn't
1: need. I'm done with you guys. I'm just going to. Listen, enjoy I'm on my a road trip. Wine.
0: My house, my house is being fixed. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm enjoying my time on this podcast, and I'm going to guzzle this one. There's no more wine left. We have to open a second bottle. <laughs> done.
1: You're really giving it to her. <laughs>
2: Day drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My other nugget about Amy is that you know, in the last episode, per the last episode, we talked about the vineyard Arroyo Seco in Central Coast. Uh, and Amy comes up to me and says, just so you know, um, back in, can I say this story? Yeah. Back in 1970. You Maybe tell you story? should let her tell, tell the story. story.
1: Oh, no. I want, you
0: to no I, want, I want you to tell it.
2: I just hadn't heard Arroyo Seco until when I lived in California, I lived in Santa Cruz. I think it was 1971. And friends lived in Monterey. And if it was a gloomy day, we'd all go, Oh, it's sunny at Arroyo Seco, and take off in our van, go up some gravel road, park it on the side of the road, take a path to the top of some, I don't know, cliffs, and jump in the water. And I get very cooled off very quickly. It was clothes or no clothes? It was skinny dipping. <laughs> <laughs> it was skinny dipping. No, I said. As I, I said
0: you. Were, I think of you as, as the Forrest Gump, but maybe you're the Jenny. I mean, I think you're more of the Jenny, kind yeah. of going off the Jenny doing to the the, the hippie yam. aspects. But I just love that story so much. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I love that story. So I got a million of them. Amy, Desi- <laughs> oh, that's why we have you on the podcast. She has a million stories. So lean back, have some more of this uh, this rosé, and then tell us these stories.
3: I was just going to add, Amy has truly had those journeys of life from being a hippie to looking at the world through a windshield for her career path. And she has lived, lived, lived to the fullest. And it's one of the many reasons I love her dearly. My path has been very much locked into working at a higher ed university and never leaving for 40 years and teaching Sunday school on Sunday. And, you know, it's just so different, opposites do. Attract.
1: Yeah, there's always been a balance. I mean, just the energy when you walk in a room, but your histories too.
0: Well, Catherine, I know that these two ladies in this room have been so important to you. I think it's, I don't want to say it's rare. I can't say that's rare, but I think you have a special relationship with your aunts. But speaking of you and Amy, because, you know, your relationship is a little bit longer, like, what is the connection between you two? Why, Why do you feel like you understand each other so closely?
1: Well, I will tell you, it started very early in childhood because. One of Amy's attributes as a human is that she's a fabulous gift giver. Now, this is known. And Cindy, you are so lucky to be married to her because I'm sure she gives you great gifts. But she just knows. She pays attention. And so as kids, every Christmas was a cool new board game she was one giving us like these pass the pig games i remember a game with squeezing pigs with that were playing volleyball or something you know operation was just like that's scratching the surface she would find these elaborate games there was another time when um i don't know probably i was eight my brother was four or ten and six or something and she would come to visit us in colorado and she would create these scavenger hunts around our house that they would allow us to start when she left our house. So there would be all these notes and tricks. And then the end would be like a box of chocolates, you know, Whitman sampler or something like really fun. I don't know. But she just sort of got it. And now even now as an adult, I get these books from her, and I just know oh, she gets it. So there were many things, but it was that early gift giving and um, that I think started the connection. And we just used to spend time together. I remember walking around as kids at IU campus, and we had a lot of fun. I
2: remember that a lot. I also remember when you were two or three years old, and we would stay at your house in Baltimore, and your mother would tell you, do not wake them up. I would be lying in bed, and I would open my eyes, and here was Katie, a, a, a one inch from my face. But she wasn't waking me up. She wasn't saying a word. Not, no touching, not touching, I, you. I I touching you. Not
1: touching you. I would stare you away. Yeah, she was.
0: <laughs> now, Catherine, uh, you're uh, in, in your family famous because you know your Bobo grandma took you on some great trips. Was Amy part of any of these trips?
1: Oh, yeah. Now I was thinking about it as we were getting into a wine from Italy. One of these epic trips was on uh, my cousin Kelsey. We graduated the same year from high school. And my grandmother had promised to take us to Europe after that graduation. She says she didn't. I reminded her that she did. And so she did. And uh, she said, Amy, would you like to go? And Amy said, Yes, I guess so. And so it was the four of us. And the first place we landed was Rome. We went to Rome. We went to Florence. We went to Venice and then toured throughout Europe. We did not go to Sicily. So we're drinking that today. But yeah. it was uh, a g- really magical trip.
0: What do you remember most about that trip? The Beer and wine. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really painting you in a picture that you're not. <laughs> you're, you're, this, I'm just going to be clear. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> a, what, my, my relationship to Amy is... Uh, unbelievably warm and caring and I'm able to we're able to barb and joke with each other so that's that's why that's happening <laughs> but you- <laughs> But uh, anyway.
2: Well, at this point in my life, I'm marveling because my mom was 70, over 70. And, you know, she was right there with the tour. I can picture her walking down next to the Arno, just heading for the hotel room, going on all the tours. And age is, you know, she was fantastic. She was fantastic. Well, she was fantastic for all of that. And we had so many good times and so many laughs. And- Exquisite. Well, let's talk about the
0: trip that you're currently on. Obviously, we mentioned that you're coming from Bloomington to here. What were some of the highlights, Cindy? Uh, what's the path you're taking? You've done this before. Do you take a different route than you have in the past?
3: We have. This time uh, we left the Midwest and uh, went up to visit Catherine's uh, youngest aunt, Aunt Nancy, in Omaha. And then after that, we headed to visit a dear friend in uh, Wyoming area and then came down to visit the family in Boulder, which is, is Catherine's parents and brother and his partner. So we've had that experience. But then we did something unique. We went down through the mountains and through Durango and went into Mesa Verity. And I'll share with you a little bit later when you ask uh, something special. inspiration. The yeah. inspiration because, oh boy, Mesa Verity. Top-notch national
0: park. Have you all been to Wyoming before? That was my first. Wyoming's amazing. I went to Laramie once. I
2: believe Yellowstone. Oh, Is that's oh
3: yeah, Montana and Wyoming. Technically, there I, you go. I stand corrected.
0: I went to Laramie because it's a college town. I bought a shirt there when I was traveling cross-country. There's a bar called The Library Bar... Amy, which is a bar that I'm not. I'm not trying to do this to you again, but it's a bar I think because it's called the Library Bar, you might appreciate it. I bought a T-shirt I wear around. People know on this podcast that I, my dad and I, collect T-shirts, so it, I would wear this shirt and people would stop me all the time, being like, "Laramie." <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It, um, and how are you headed home?
3: Uh, we're leaving on Sunday to head back towards Sedona, a place I've never been and I've always wanted to see that area. And Amy went to school there briefly in uh, Arizona State in the Tempe area, correct? So this is nice chance for me to see parts of Arizona I've not seen before.
0: That's fantastic. Well, we want to be traveling with you. We, we don't have a chance to travel as much. We're going to try to make a, a, a trip to the East Coast in July to see my parents. I've said this ad nauseum in the podcast. It's it's a challenge. I, my, I'm, a, I'm a family of uh, three kids. I don't know how my parents did it. You're a family of four, Amy. Do you remember your travels with your brothers and sisters? Ours are spread out. Yes, true. I think
2: that made a big difference. Yeah, we really put
0: a, we really made it hard for ourselves. Yeah, you got them; <laughs> they're
2: all over there. But in a, it, w- later on, that'll be even that'll be really cool too to yeah. have them that close. I think it'll be cool age. too,
0: but it's definitely not whatever the opposite of cool is is what it is <laughs> right now. But we will try to make a trip out to Virginia to see my my folks and taking the whole family. It's traumatic because we only do it once a year. That the flights are so fro- it's so horrible.
1: tough, and then and then we sort of forget about it, and twelve months later we're ready.
0: But Catherine does have hype dreams of us spending a summer in Europe.
1: I do, you know, and we had some friends here for Cass's two year old birthday who said, we're going to go to Sicily. Tug said, gosh, that sounds great. And I said, yeah, me, I think so too. So when we were picking the wine for today, I was like, oh that could really wet our whistle you know thinking yeah. about Sicilian wine and
0: yeah, that's just going a t- yeah. to Sicily yeah. it will
1: be so fun I know my parents went in 2010 and they loved it
0: that's a great dovetail into uh, any other details about Sicily or the winemakers what else can we learn about this one
1: yeah I mean well first of all we're on an island in the Mediterranean what's not to love about that okay it's dry it's warm there's a lot of sunshine just moderate rain it's just a good place for growing wine and because of all that and some wind that you have off the coast it's a really great place for growing organic wine because it's warm and dry there's not a lot of pests decent amount of rain not too much you know you're not dealing with mildew and you got these ocean breezes that are keeping everything pretty clean the other thing they grow there olives citrus grains you know Regular Italian stuff. So the big regions in Sicily, Marsala, you've probably heard of that. That's really where, you know, the first international wine that you would hear of from Sicily. The other regions are Vittoria and Mount Etna, which is... Probably the most popular one that you hear of now. And really that, that in the 1980s was the resurgence of that area. Mostly red grapes, as I was talking about, the Norella mascalese, but Caricante as the white. The other two reds that you don't hear about, maybe as much, but are very popular from Sicily are Frappato and Nero d'Avila. Nero d'Avila is a big, juicy one, not as, t- not as tannic, not as acidic, so it's just super pleasing. But there are 23 DOCGs excuse me 23 DOCs and 1 DOCG Well, it's a pretty, you know this is serious wine country here but the coolest thing about this wine is that it's Mount Etna this is an active volcano and there are stone terraces that basically follow along old lava flows that create these vineyards or there they are called contradas which are our crews and so they create the specific vineyards and you got to know You know, which side of the mountain you're talking about. This one is a small vineyard that's only one hectare in Contrana Pignatone, which is in Randazzo on the north side of the volcano. Three friends that make this Emiliano Falsini, Giuseppe Rosso, and Dante Pasqua. The last two are winemakers, and one of them makes Girolamo Rosso, which I love his wine. So now he's making this wine with his friends, which is so fun. It's so tasty. Amy, as a beer drinker, are you enjoying this?
2: Oh, yeah. And I, I drink wine, I, would, you know, from time to time. Of course. Tell me how big is a hectare? Is it e- equal to an acre or is it smaller?
1: So it's a uh, hectare is about 2.4 acres. So it's still pretty small. These are 40 to 100-year-old vines, so old vines. And we're talking volcanic lava flow from all different periods. And when you see pictures of these vineyards, you can just see, like, the lava in the background, like sometimes creating a wall or definitely in the vineyard, all of this, you know, old ash and really rich soils for wine. Um, But one cool thing about this, I said that this Norello Mascalese. Red grape, native to Aetna, 400-year-old vines. How is it made? Because it's not a pet net, right? It looks like a pet net. It's got the crown cap, the beer cap. And I thought it was when I picked it off. And then I learned about it. And I was like, well, it's not. This is called Metodo Scotchy. Scotchy?
0: Our pronunciations, everyone I know, knows. I amazing. butcher them. Amazing.
1: Butchered pronunciation. So what they do is, first vintage, they make a still rosé. So in 2018, they made a rosé, just a regular wine aged in tank and used barrique with native yeast. The next fall, so that ages for a year, the next fall, they took a little bit of unfermented juice from the harvest and put that into a bottle with last year's still rosé and put the crown cap on top. So that little bit of juice with natural yeast, ferments, and creates natural CO2 and a little more alcohol, and the leaves are left in the bottle. The dead yeast cells just drift to the bottom. You can see them in here. Um, They're unfiltered out, and that's the wine. So it's almost more, it's all, it's closer to champagne method than pet nap because it does have a second fermentation, first of all, and the second fermentation is in this bottle. Patnat is a single fermentation. So it's pretty neat, but it's this very natural way of making it. And because it's not, the yeast isn't filtered out, not as expensive to do all that riddling and disgorgement. They don't do that. They just have the crown cap on. So I was really excited to learn about that method. Metodoscachi, S-C-A-C-C-H-I. We'll put that cool, in the show notes. Right?
0: Catherine, how'd you find out about this wine?
1: Well, it's imported by Oliver McCrum, who's a fabulous importer. And I love the Girolamo Rosso. Giuseppe Rosso is one of the makers of this wine. And also, it's got a cute label. <laughs> Look at the little, like, three hands of three friends. Deep down, Catherine wine. is just
0: like everyone else. Just buying wine. I know. Labels. Can't it's judge cute. a book
1: by its cover. Although I have had themes in the wine club over the years of, like, ugly labels or but great wine. I think that's fun, but this this one is pretty cute. Well,
0: we're drinking this today h- here in you know, we actually have a sunny day in Culver City. It's you know, we've not had a lot of those recently. But um, when you go back home to Bloomington and you uh, you celebrate your new kitchen and you have a party, what are we drinking? What you, uh, when you're hosting?
1: This is good question. Yeah,
0: what are you what are you putting together for your parties? beer, wine. And where do you get, where do you procure your wines and beers? I know that you you're very thoughtful about where you buy your wines locally. How are we setting this party up?
2: I find the best wines at Sahara Mart, but it it's hard to find organic wines in Bloomington. I the, the big uh, liquor store, Big Red Liquors, you know, don't don't see them. If we have company, yeah, like Joyce too, we usually have we usually have wine and often it's well, when I was in the wine club, That was a special occasion to to open one of those. And then they love reading your notes, you know, so we would do that. And uh, other friends like to come over and and try different beers. So it kind of depends on who's showing up.
1: And does Sahara Mart have the good beers, too, or a different place for that?
2: Yeah, they do. Anymore, you know, the Big Red, even the grocery store has a lot of choices and, you know, craft beer. It's so everywhere.
0: For, for your craft beer choices, how are you selecting those? I mean, you we we've learned a lot from you. Catherine and I have from your beer choices every over every time years.
1: we come to visit, you have something you just-
0: you discovered so three, three. You basically told us about three Floyds. I told you this story. Oh, yeah, Three Floyds has a, a great mm-hmm. line of beers, including Gumball Head. I was in Chicago a month ago, and one of the bars had a, the whole line of, of Three Floyds. So I was like, oh, Amy, of Amy, <laughs> right there." So how are you finding and thinking about where you're getting your beer? Well,
2: I think it's great if you go to a, a bar with a lot of taps and you can try different ones because you want to try it before you know. Usually, before you buy it, but my taste has changed very first. Very first craft beer I drank was arrogant bastard, which sure. is from Southern California, I'm pretty sure sure, and they had we had a restaurant downtown a or, natural restaurant, and they had pints of that for two dollars <laughs> and that's the first time I had a craft beer just knew you know I just knew the Coors and bud and all that and i and I was oh, this is oh, this really is uh I'm getting buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you know, one of the things I love about your family is that you you have a you know where we, we were at Bobo's house, you you know you'd have some craft beer stashed mm-hmm. in the fridge downstairs, and your brother Ted would come over with a the little like uh, igloo cooler of mm-hmm. of what, what was it Miller Lite probably. Of course,
2: Ted, it's whatever's on sale. Yeah. Often, <laughs> La- last we've had Narragansett from Rhode Island. Yeah, he's he's he likes affordability or whatever he likes oh i forget what it is from wrigley the kind of not strohs what they have at wrigley field he likes that yeah he's he'll do craft beer now but not a lot
1: well i remember you know when i was a kid grandy my grandfather your dad he liked coors light and my grandmother she would like merlot or whites in or something but when you were growing up did you ever see, did they have that at the table or anything on a Sunday or anything?
2: Dad had beer. He drank Wiedemann's or Schlitz. My grandfather did too. Um, we didn't have wine with dinner or anything. They, If they had party, they had cocktails.
1: Oh, they had cocktails. Yeah.
2: If In the, her bridge club, I think if they had, I don't think they they'd had wine. I think cocktails and dad had beer.
1: Sounds like, the, I mean... The era, at the there time of
0: yeah. yes, right? Just wanting to everyone to know that our, you know, our, our two-year-old is now up.
1: He's joining us. Yeah,
0: so it's a, it's a party here. They Speaking can. of parties, Cindy, what what's how are you preparing for that uh, events at your house? And what, remind me of the 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 wine. The wine company in, near Bloomington, They're...
3: Oliver Winery. Oliver Winery it was one yeah. of the first Indiana small family wineries, and it was started by a law professor at uh, the Indiana University School of Law. And his uh, family has carried it forth, and the industry has grown and and gained favor throughout the Midwest. Now it's it's very very successful, and it's a lovely place to go and visit and 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 taste and try different things. But I definitely think if we're going to party with a little. Bit when we get back, and Amy mentioned Joyce too. We have two very close friends named Joyce, Joyce one and two, and that's based on how they came into our lives. That have been mentors <laughs> of mine. Uh, Do they from,
0: fight over which one is one and two, or is, 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 no, two, is two just the like, older? Our...
3: The older one's the the first mentor, gotcha. <laughs> than the younger. But I went to Bordeaux with the younger one about four or five years ago, just before COVID, uh, kind of changed the travel plans for so many. But uh, we've really found some lovely things over there, and Catherine has inspired us with all of her knowledge in these hundred or so podcasts. That we've listened to, but we're definitely gonna have have to have something fizzy uh, to celebrate. So that will be on the the menu, and we'll be inviting both Joyce one and two if they're listening.
1: But what about any of that Boone's Farm? You know, do you ever bring that back? <laughs> well,
3: you know, when you when you reach the uh, fourth quarter of life, like Amy and I, we
2: definitely feel like we we have better taste and
3: a and a deeper checkbook.
2: When you mentioned Oliver Winery, I can remember first tasting. I, it probably wasn't my first wine. No, because I live in California, we drink Matus and. Red Mountain in the jug was a California my, my one. My
0: mom, I listened to my parents' episode yesterday, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they uh-huh. mentioned Matus as well. <laughs> yes, Matus. <laughs> it yeah. was the
2: deal, the special bottle. But Oliver yeah. Winery's first wine was Camelot Mead, the Mead wine. And it was in, you know, it, when they first came out, it been kind of in a big jug. I don't think I've had, they still have it, but we, we haven't tried it. I, I don't know how I'd like it or not now.
0: So Catherine, we are recognizing you know, as a culture that more wine is being grown outside of the major growing areas in the United States. We're seeing, you know, obviously California, Oregon, but we've had wines from Texas, Virginia, obviously the Finger Lakes in New York. Any signs of life for wine, quality wine to be grown in Indiana or other Midwestern states?
1: Oh man, yes. And you are hitting the tip of the iceberg about where, what I'm excited about these days. So we might need to do a new podcast on hybrids and it's kind of amazing that all these grape varieties that we often talk about chardonnay cab all these things are really from basically one species vitis vinifera but there are so many others and these hybrids and sometimes native american species of grape varieties grow so well in so many different parts of the country and we're going to start to see more of them in california i believe I do think there's going to be a resurgence of more local wine growing and wine drinking, especially with all these crazy import problems and taxes and tariffs and, like, you know, all of the environmental concerns about lugging these wines on boats over long periods of time. So I'm excited to see what could be the future in this country for wine growing. And I've had some great wines in, in Indiana. I remember um, from Oliver Winery, something they grow there, the Chamberson, which is, was one of my favorites to try that was from their vineyards there.
0: Well, you know, we've we mentioned when we put a party together in Bloomington, let's say we bring this wine from Sicily to Bloomington, we celebrate the new kitchen, <laughs> we need some food. So what are we pairing this wine with?
1: This is a fun wine to pair. You can definitely do some chips and guac, Something briny, olives, and a little charcuterie. You could do seafood with this wine. I'm thinking like, you know, sardines on toast would be great. You can have that for your friends at your party. Or maybe, you know, some kind of salty cod spread on toast. Fancy.
0: Cindy, remind me and Catherine what... Was it you had in Laramie that Chef Jeremy Fox was over the moon for?
3: On our way out to Southern California, we we stopped in, in Laramie, Wyoming to visit a dear friend of Amy's. And uh, we got the best comfort food. It was a tater tots with pulled pork, queso, and hatch green chilies. It was so good. We sent a photo to Catherine, and she forwarded it on to Chef Jeremy Fox at uh, Bertie G's. And uh, I think he was quite smitten. That's what I
0: think this pairing should be. I think it's this wine with tater tots, (laughs) Tots. new kitchen, Bloomington, Indiana. That feels perfect for summer. Catherine, my last question to you is where can we find this wine?
1: Well, I did see it in a few places when I was looking online. They have it at Verve Wine. They have it at a couple small wine shops throughout California, New York, Chicago, big cities, uh, at Esther's. Come to Esther's.
0: We're really excited to have you here. Uh, obviously, two, every two years is not enough. we got to come back to Bloomington, bring the boys, play some golf with you. But let's get into what's been inspiring us this week. You listen to the show. You know what time it is. I will go first. This is an inspiration that I'm calling back from episode two or three of The Long Finish. We, we mentioned it then. I'm mentioning it now. It's the show Succession on HBO. The season finale of this show will have aired. By the time you're listening to this, it will have aired. Catherine and I are in a rush to finish the last season so we can watch the finale in real time so we are not spoiled on who becomes the successor of Waystar. But I've really enjoyed this show. I've enjoyed the show for many reasons. Shot in, primarily in New York. I have a lot of friends and, uh, and pals on the show, so I'm so excited for their success. I've been... Uh, Really excited to watch the journey of the show. Like so many, so many other people. Everyone. Maybe not, you know, I don't know if you've watched the show before.
2: I haven't, but I see it also always mentioned almost every day in the New York Times.
0: Now I can't say specifically. It was I wouldn't recommend it to my parents, to be quite honest. But the show seems to have caught on into the zeitgeist of America and everyone wants to see who is going to be the successor. So we'll, we'll, by this time the show, uh, this show drops, we won't know who the successor is. And Catherine and I have made a promise. We have about five episodes to go that we will be up to date and current with the show. So shout out to su- Succession, my inspiration of the week. Amy, do you have an inspiration of the week?
2: You are my inspiration.
0: Just me personally. Uh, well, you and Captain. Oh, Captain, too. Okay, I was hoping. <laughs> was, I was hoping it was just. <laughs> I hope it was just me
2: being here and doing this podcast and seeing where the magic happens is really inspiring. It's really great, and so thank you for thinking that we could actually take part in
0: this. It's really cool. Well, we we love you. You can hear our, our two-year-old talking about this now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you got to say, buddy? Odo <laughs> do.
0: This is live. This is a real podcast. So we're keeping that in. Um, but, you know, this is a window into what we how we experience it. We, we tape every episode when the kids are in bed or they're in a nap. This happened to be an opp- time where the, our two-year-old gets up. So, But, yeah, we love doing the show. As I said many times, it's an opportunity for Catherine and I to get together and talk and hang out. And hopefully uh, we learn something from each other. And if, if nothing else, it's a time capsule for our kids so that 30, 40 years from now they'll look. They say, hey, our parents, you know, enjoy each other. We get to meet our, hear our great aunts on the show. You know, our grandparents did an episode. So thank you for being on the show. And I know you, you're, you I know Happy. inspiration is both Catherine and me, but I know you really just meant me, and I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you,
2: Cindy- especially the introduction. <laughs> yeah. I love the introduction,
0: <laughs> okay, Cindy. What's your inspiration of the week?
3: Well, as I alluded to earlier today before, uh, two lovely glasses of this excellent wine. Coming through the National Park Mesa Verde um, in southwestern Colorado, it was a truly moving experience when I came around the corner with this National Park Ranger and stepped out the platform and looked at these cliff dwellings, this cliff palace that was built by people's hands seven, eight hundred years ago and still exists today. I I was having a spiritual moment. I was like, this is amazing that we have this jewel called the National Park System in this country, and we have opportunities to see this. So it's out in the absolute middle of practically nowhere. Uh, We had to go over several mountain peaks to get there, but it was quite meaningful. And talk about a National Park this summer. What an opportunity to get a good, good wine like Catherine and Tug have talked about and go to a National Park and have a picnic. What a joy. Was it crowded? Well, we were there in early May, so um, pretty these kids aren't out of school yet. It was kinda kinda chill.
0: I, I think that's the perfect time to be going. I, I want to start taking our kids to more national parks, but I'm I am I'm sort of nervous by all the, the news how you know these during the summer times they are they're overpopulated, frankly. So I think you're hitting at an, an amazing time. I, I want to take our kids to do that, but it might have to be in the fall and maybe pluck them out of a day or two of school. Catherine, have you ever been to that national park before? I know, it's a, you know your state is sort of, seemingly has, has, has a ton.
1: I have. I went as a kid with Amy wow. and my brother and my parents, and it was incredible. We had just moved to Colorado, and so my parents were very much on this moment of every few weekends or on all summer we were traveling to different places in Colorado, which is a great place like California where you can just drive to see so many different things. And I remember thinking how neat that was. Of course, not having the life experience that I do now would be just so different, but it was an amazing place.
0: Well, you're inspired by that. What is your inspiration for this week?
1: My inspiration was our dinner at Birdie G's. It was so, so special. First of all, that restaurant is awesome. Chef Jeremy Fox has created such a cool place where, I don't know, his grandma's inspiration and Jewish tradition and California seasonal vegetables all meet. And we had an amazing dinner with wonderful hospitality, Zach our Psalm was incredible the whole team there and Amy and Cindy it was just a, a really long fabulous dinner to just spend time with both of you it's super inspiring and we never get to do that so thanks to our babysitter yeah.
0: Cass our two-year-old would you like to say something on the show Dada. thank you sweetheart all right buddy I'm gonna sign off okay well this has been a really fun episode. Any last words, Amy and Cindy, on your, your, your journey with us here on the, on the Long Finish or just being with us this week? I
2: loved coming into this house with these three little guys, you know, spinning around the room in all forms. I like being in that crazy atmosphere because <laughs> it was just joyful. Well, was you are joyful. always
0: wor- welcome because it is joyful here and it is crazy. You're right about both things. All right, that's it. That's it for episode 104 of The Long Finish. Episode 104 is in the books. Thanks to everyone for continuing to listen to the show. If you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, it would mean a ton to us. we got our ants here. They would love to see us get over 100 reviews, some subscriptions, help us out with the YouTube subscriptions so we can go live and do some live tastings, etc. Cass, thank you for waking up during your nap and coming say hi to us. Amy and Cindy, thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you, Tug. It was Thanks great for fun. Us I in. really loved happy it. Happy Pride Month. Happy, Appreciate
0: being here. Happy Pride Month to uh, to you and everyone out there, Catherine. Where can they find you and the Long Finish on social media?
1: You can find me at Catherine Wild Coker on Instagram and the Long Finish at the Long Finish.
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. We should be back next week with an all new episode of the show. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to us. Until then, have a great week. Be happy. Be healthy. And happy drinking.
1: Ciao.